0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Discovery Call. Today we are going to talk to Missy Campbell and she is a Pinterest expert. And if you just heard me say that and you're like, what? (laughs) You're not alone. I was that way definitely a few months ago and then when I talked to her, I just had a ton of questions on how this actually works for your business. So if you're in the camp of I never view Pinterest as something that could serve a business or you have heard about it but want to learn more, this is a perfect episode for you. We're going to do some major paradigm shifts when it comes to Pinterest and we're also going to really unpack what it looks like if you actively pursue being a producer within Pinterest. So definitely jump into this podcast. I'll not hold you up any longer. Let's get started with our conversation with Missy Campbell. Welcome to Discovery Call Podcast, where we are all about connecting business owners with their next person to meet their outsourcing needs. Business owners, I know it can be hard to find that right person when you are ready to outsource your business. So come here, listen in a Discovery Call, get to know someone, and find your next person even faster. But service providers, this podcast is for you too. We get to cheer each other on, learn from each other, and honestly, grow our network even more. So everyone tune in because I know you are ready to finally level up your business and this is the place that will help you do so. Well, welcome.
1: Can you let your listeners know who you are and where you're from? Yeah, I am Missy Campbell and I live in Southeastern Pennsylvania with my four kiddos and my husband and two dogs. Um, And my husband is retired from the army and... I run a uh, full-time online business strategy business. That is excellent.
0: Excellent. And one of the things I was really drawn to you when I was um, first getting to know you is that you talked about your Pinterest strategy and how you help people uh, basically let the world know about their business through Pinterest. And so I I first started hearing about people using Pinterest kind of as a content marketing strategy, honestly, a few months ago. And I thought... Yeah. The last time I really was on Pinterest as I was trying to play my wedding like years ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. So someone who might be thinking, wait, what Pinterest, what, what, what do you do and how do you sit helping business owners?
1: Yeah. I still think that it's very much a missed opportunity in marketing and it's truly, you know, to kind of flip it in the way that people think about promoting business and social media Uh, Pinterest is actually not social media. So it's great for people who are like really sensitive, who social media really drains them. It's a really great way um, to get your marketing up and running without having to, you know, get followers and create content constantly. So Pinterest is a search engine, just like Google. That's what Pinterest is. And so if we look at it that way, we can let go of the trying to get followers and all of that stuff. And just understanding how the search engine part of Pinterest works and setting up our account um, for it to show up in search results. And then we're good to go. And the one thing about Pinterest I love that's very different from social media is that the posts do last forever. I say they have a shelf life of forever, a pin has a shelf life of forever versus a social media post you might get six days out of it if it goes viral, maybe. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so that is what I love about it is that you, you can create things once. And as long as it's optimized, then it can work for you for years and years and years. So you don't need to create nearly as much content and you don't need to worry about getting followers. There are just so many benefits to Pinterest. And I feel like it's still very much an emerging marketing place. Um, So there's so much space for everybody there. And I think there always will be, but it's, I I just see people really branching out who are not sort of the traditional people we would think of on Pinterest. So coaches, um, you know, just people who I'm trying to think of some other, oh yeah, people in the fertility space, just. Things that, you know, not necessarily just food related or craft related or parenting related, any business, especially people in the marketing space. So like you and I, Danny, we, you know, we can use Pinterest for sure. Marketing people are going on there. How do I use Pinterest? How do I grow my Instagram? That stuff is all on Pinterest and anyone using Pinterest well has created a ton of content around that stuff that we can learn from. Um, so it is good for pretty much every niche at this point. That is excellent. And I think a lot of people
0: who are listening to this, a um, listeners are doing basically online businesses, right? And they're always in that game of having to create their content and establish themselves as an expert. And I really love the point that you mentioned that this is a really great platform for those who get very worn out by social media, which I, I do. I'm one of those people that, i can have a good week and i'm doing awesome and the next week i'm like i need a break from last week <laughs> so i totally feel that and um and i love how it's broadening right so you have the coaches but um also thinking about copywriters
1: and really any business online could probably really yes. benefit i mean you it's amazing you know and you don't have to have a blog or anything to have a successful Pinterest account. You know, you can grow your email list through Pinterest. You can grow a Facebook group through Pinterest. You can sell, you know, if you have a $27, $47, $77 offer, you can create some pins that drive people directly to that thing. So you don't have to maintain a blog or even a podcast or anything um, in order to, you just need some landing pages where you can send people or pages on a really basic website where you can send people which is great. I love it. And I think that too,
0: some people are probably thinking about this more now because you remember that one time when Facebook and Instagram was just off for a day (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like, And I remember feeling so bad for people like that cost me thousands of dollars because they're, you know, all of their business strategy is based off of that. Well, LinkedIn and Pinterest was still working. So an email list, your email list was still working on in that day. And I think it's so important to build your email list. And I think that's a really good point. Yes. So that's awesome. I love to create a space where you also can give value in tips and tricks because there could be someone who is listening in today and they're like, I really want to check out Pinterest and see how I can use that for my business. So what would be the starting point? So how would someone start leveraging Pinterest for their business?
1: Yeah, I love this. So going back to the fact that Pinterest is a search engine, um, we need to start to think about what words and phrases are people going to search for when they look for my thing? And the best way to do that is to just sit down and start to brainstorm. Who do I know who has creates similar things that I create, has a similar customer or client base that I have? Start looking them up, see how they're using Pinterest. What do their boards look, look like? Does it look like they're gaining traction? All of these things. And then kind of see what are the names of their boards? What kind of keywords have they used? You can go in and click who they follow, who their followers are, and just start to go down this rabbit hole of how are people using Pinterest in my niche and what can I learn from that? And I say, start a keyword list. So just start as you're doing this research and coming across accounts, start to jot down keywords that come up in phrases um, that you're seeing over and over and start, a. I just create a word bank, you as a copywriter know this. So I just create like a copy and paste document where I can just start brainstorming all of this stuff. And then you're going to start to apply those things to your bio, to the names of your boards, to the descriptions of your boards. And then when you create pins, Um, which are the images. It's it's the image itself. There's also a description for a pin, which can be quite lengthy. So you can include all kinds of search engine friendly phrases and keywords in there. And hashtags are back in on Pinterest. They've come in and out of style over the years, but they're back in right now. Um, So that's another thing as you're going through and looking at these other accounts and, you know, just typing in keywords and seeing what's there start to also make a bank of hashtags that you're seeing pop up so that you can decide which ones are going to work best for you. And you know, the thing I love about knowing your keywords and getting all that set up is that once it's done, your account is pretty much on autopilot because it's a search engine. It's just like having a really nicely optimized uh, website with SEO. It can work for you for years and years and years and years. Um, and the other thing I love about Pinterest, and this is something that a lot of people don't know, is that a really well optimized Pinterest account actually shows up really well in Google results. And I searched my name the other day and, and I have a pretty common first and last name. It's not like I'm the only person on the planet. There are many, many people. And on the first page, even though there were like some professors and things like that on the very first page of Google was my Pinterest account. Um, so I, found, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Every once in a while, I just like to search my name and see what comes up. And I was like, oh, just like I tell people, my Pinterest account is right there on the very first page, along with my website and my Instagram account and all of that stuff. Um, so I love that about Pinterest is really understanding what it is. And the maintenance is so minimal. So once you've spent, I say like set aside 10 hours to do the research, make a plan about what things you want to drive traffic to, there are lots of templates in Canva. So it's perfect. You can just, you know, switch out your branding, find some stock photos, and then just start creating pins and then get them up on your Pinterest, pin them to your boards and make sure everything's optimized. And then it's good to go. And it will just keep on working for you. That's amazing. It's so nice and evergreen. Okay.
0: So this is a very technical question um, because I have just started trying out some Pinterest tactics here, right? So when you are creating a pin, do you recommend um, going into Pinterest and creating a pin from scratch there? Or do you find like, for example, on my blog, I have a pin button where I just pin it. The only problem is I find like it just all of a sudden, I don't have a lot of editing options when I do that. So how do you recommend even creating your pins? Is it in Pinterest or?
1: Yeah, I recommend for like your really core pieces of content, like growing your email list, growing your Facebook group, things like that. I recommend just going ahead and doing it directly in Pinterest. So you ensure that everything is optimized perfectly. Um, because like I said, those do, those things do live on forever. So you want to make sure that they are optimized so that when other people are pinning them and repinning them that because all of that gets carried along for every repin so you want to make sure um that's on there there's nothing wrong with you know create if you create a blog and you have images and you create a pin image and you put it on the page and then you want to pin it there's nothing wrong with that as a supplement but i don't recommend that as the main strategy i do recommend coming up with four really core things that you want to promote make three or four separate pins for each of them Um, so you just switch out the colors switch out the copy a little bit on the image and then but make three or four for each thing so if you're going to drive traffic to your Facebook group make three or four images pin images for that if you're going to promote one freebie, make three or four images for that. If you have another freebie, three or four images for that. I mean, you can see how much content you can create from just one landing page. I mean, you can make 10 images. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and Pinterest loves fresh content is what they call it. So every separate image is what Pinterest considers a fresh piece of content. So that's where we can make 10 images that all go to the same place, but Pinterest sees it as a fresh, each individual image as a fresh piece of content. So there's nothing wrong with making many um, different images that go to one thing. But I do recommend deciding on the four key things. You know, we can do more, but really staying focused on what those things are. If you have plenty of time and you wanna have 10 and you have four freebies that do really, really well, yeah, go ahead and do all of those things. Um, but just keep it as simple as possible so that you actually do it and you actually implement it and it gets up and running, um, because it will continue to work for you for a long time. Okay. That is
0: excellent advice because I, I was trying to get into it and I'm like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. So, and I remember someone saying, you can make, you know, uh, all those different images for, for one website or one landing page. And I, I was like, really? So that is really good. Good information.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's, it's really quick when you batch it like that, because, you know, you're just like, you're handling the content. You can just switch out the text a little bit, fl- flop your brand colors around and then the copy can be identical or almost identical. So, I mean, you can create four pins in the almost the same amount of time you can create one pin it's, you know, it's only going to take you like one minute longer to load three more pins for the same thing. So yes, I always recommend just doing that. And Pinterest really does love that. And you never know which one is going to be the one that people are going to be attracted to. As much as we like to think we might know, um, you'd be amazed. So it's good to just have some variety so that if one takes off, rather than try to guess which one it might be, just go ahead and get them all up there and let one take off. And you know the thing with that is there are promoted pins. So once, if you put four things in and one of them is like exponentially, you know, more gets more views than any of the others, that's a great time to maybe put $20 behind it and see what happens. All
0: right. So basically this is kind of something that you find a lot of businesses come to you, um, help them kind of do this in the background, of their business. And as you come alongside them, And hopefully my listeners, if you're, if you're looking for someone to help get this started for you or Pinterest management, Missy is definitely someone to reach out to, but what makes you very unique? You think about your approach to that working one-on-one with a client? How do
1: you go about this? That really makes you, you, I guess. (laughs) I love that question. Yeah. And I think, you know, to, I always say to outsiders, like if we all went to a conference, you know, at a conference center, the people serving the food would think we all do the same thing. And I when I'm in that space, I'm always in awe that I feel like there are no two people who do anything the same. I don't feel like there's anyone who has a business like mine. And I think it's true for all of us because we're just in a time and space where our business is a reflection of who we are. And we just each have our own unique things to contribute. And so there really are no competitors, which is one of the things I love, you know, I would say, my biggest superpower. And it's always been a thread through my business. And my business has kind of been in an evolution for the last five years, but I've always kept the same name. Um, And simplicity is such a huge piece of that. And I actually came from the natural living space years ago. And, um, and that was what it was about was simplicity. And that's still what my business is about. And I love to look at you know, people feel overwhelmed. And I love to just say, Oh, actually, it's just these three things, you know, to me, I like, so exciting. Or, you know, when you feel when when you feel overwhelmed about doing things to think about, you know, how can I create a system or a process where the next time I do this, all I have to do is go through a checklist, I don't even have to use my brain barely. I love creating those checklists and you know, sort of processes for I do this thing every week or literally, if you do it more than once, you should document what you do, because the next time you do it, you don't want to have to Google it, you don't want to have to figure it all out again. So, you know, I just get on my Trello board and just start writing down my steps, because the next time I'm going to save myself three hours, even if I only do it one more time. Um, So I that is something that I love creating a process where, or delegating where you delegate entire responsibilities, that to me is so satisfying. It's like, that thing's gonna get done. I'm not even going to have to think about it again. It's like magic.
0: (laughs) That is the beauty of service providers. You know, this podcast is all about um, connected business owners and service providers. And I feel like we are the magic sauce to your business. Like it gets done. You don't have to think about it. It's amazing. (laughs) So do you also find that when you come on and a client comes to you and they just want your Pinterest help that Uh, you kind of can start helping them create their own systems as well. Have you ever had that where a client realized you're really good at simplifying my business? And so you kind of find, I don't know, I guess I kind of visualize like maybe like a little coaching session kind of in between. Do you ever find that?
1: Yeah. All of my packages include coaching with me. Um, And then, yes, sometimes it evolves into into more, you know, helping with more things. But, yeah, even my Pinterest, even my done for you Pinterest includes a 90 minute coaching session at the end because I get to know their business so well in the process of doing all this research and setting up their account and really understanding their niche that I like to sit down with them for 90 minutes and really show them what I've learned show them how everything works that I've set up and how it's a part of their marketing strategy and how they can continue to maintain it um, in a really minimal way um, where it will continue to work for them on and on and on. So so yes, um, it, things always evolve, relationships always evolve into, and, and I like to, we all have our own area of expertise. And I think it's important to, you know, even if somebody comes to you, like it feels very much in a container for what they want. I always like to just kind of open up, you know, because we really do have so much more to offer. And it's not that I want them to hire me for anything else, but I want to give them the full, you know, the full experience that I can offer them um, in in the moment, whatever package they, they purchase. So yes, I love, I love um, just making those connections and helping people as much as I can.
0: It is so important. And I I heard someone say a good service provider who comes along, will show you what they did (laughs) and teach you what they did. And I just love the fact that you don't just, you know, do the Pinterest and get it set up, but you also get that investment into their business. And you really do get to know someone quite a bit about their business when you're doing all of that. So I love that. I love it. You do. What are
1: you learning right now? What is the thing right now that you feel like you're really learning about? Mm, I love this question. Um, I have been, you know, I've been in the business strategy space for exactly three years and I really have been learning, you know, more of like self-awareness stuff. So really moving. I actually I'm a human design. I'm a certified human design reader, which I know a lot of people in the business space are have become, I, people reach out to me for sessions just with human design and business. Um, but I really, you know, knowing how I work really giving myself permission to stop doing certain things you know like other people have a strategy and it's like oh yeah that will work for everybody but then i realize that that's not true at all and to me and i think it needs to be you know everyone needs to embrace the fact that if we get to know ourselves and how we work and how you know really the big vision for our business then we can work in a way that feels really good that's sustainable to me that's so important um that this is something that i could continue to do as long as it feels like the right thing for me to do and i'm not just gonna burn myself out so yeah really i've been working on a lot of getting to know myself what do i not want to do anymore and i'm planning december 4th through january 4th to really just give myself a full month where i just do my ongoing things and i don't do any additional project client work and just really evaluate what do I want to do next year? How do I want to run my business next year? What really suits the way that I work best, the kinds of projects and the kind of people that I really enjoy working with. And, you know, that's kind of how we can scale our business in a new way by letting go of the things that don't really work for us anymore, you know, as we've done them and learned over the years.
0: Right. And it's just important to know what works for you and what also what doesn't work for you. Um, I'm learning that right now for me. It's just, you know, I'm I'm kind of the mode of kind of like exploring a lot of new things. And sometimes you figure out pretty quickly, you're like, "Mm, nope, I don't think this is for me. (laughs) But then, you know, there's some things you just do because you feel like, oh, this is what everyone has to do. This is what you're supposed to do. And you kind of realize, wait a minute.
1: I don't have to do it this way. And there's a different way of doing it that suits me better. And I love that, so. Yeah, and people do really appreciate the honesty. And i it's something, that's a big lesson that I've learned over the years is being like, oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, I can do that. And then it, I reach a point where it's like, there's no way I can complete all of these things. Like all these people on my waiting list, there's no way by the end of the year I can actually do all of these things. And so, yeah, it's good to know you know, ahead of time, kind of sit down, what do I want my business to look like? Um, And it can be scary at first, because you want to say yes to everything. And I do think there's a season for not saying yes to everything, but saying yes to things that are maybe a little bit outside of what your ideal business model is. But it's something that you can do, and you can do well, and you can help people. And I always say we're getting paid to learn. So we can, you know, we, it's okay. We might learn that we actually love this thing that we didn't know we loved. And, and then we can, that will help evolve our business in that direction. So I do like to be open. And, you know, if, if I have space and somebody comes and I like, you know, I feel like it's energetically a good match between me and them, then I will do their project. But being really clear on where we want our business to go, because it can just drive you. There's, there are unlimited people who want help in their business. And you can end up doing whatever everyone else wants you to do instead of really being clear on what it is that you offer. And like I said, people do really appreciate that honesty up front of, no, I'm not going to be able to to do that. And, you know, here's two of my online friends who might be able to help you or might be able to provide you with a referral to the right person. Um, That was really hard for me in the early days. Yeah. Yes. I can imagine.
0: It's a hard to learn at first. It's like, I want to do it all. Or are you trying to start a business and you think you need all these pieces? Um, mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Missy. I feel like I've learned so much just listening to you and I know my listeners do too. So where can people find you?
1: Yes. Um, my website is tasteofsimple.com and then on social media everywhere, it's at tasteofsimple. So on Pinterest, on Instagram, Facebook, um, and then I am also working on, which this is kind of, you know, as service providers, I am to the point where I want to create, um, you know, more of a digital offering. So I am working on creating a Pinterest offering that will be coming out early next year. Um, And it's I'm excited. I've just had so many people reach out to me and they're like, well, don't you have a course? Um, and so, you know, I have a little bit of a waiting list, which is exciting. And then I'm pl- I'm finally, it's been years where I've been talking about, it. I've just been so busy, you know, providing services that I'm like, okay, it's just time to kind of step back. And this is where this month of planning comes in, where I can step back, decide what I want next year to look like and create this course and have just another thing that I can have available, um, to help people. It is excellent. Okay. So
0: everyone listening and you can join there. Can they just join your wait list by emailing you? Is there like a
1: sign up? It's tasteofsimple.com slash pin magic. That's the name of the program pin magic. And yeah, that is the, it's the wait list page right now. It will later be the place where you can purchase when it's available. So go on our wait list. And that
0: is, I'm sure there's people who are running over there right now. So that's awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Missy. But thank you for sharing your expertise. And it was just a joy talking to you. Thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you, Danny. It was great to meet you and thank you for having me. Well, I am sure
0: there's somebody here that might be a little bit amazed at all they just learned about Pinterest today. And maybe you're thinking how you could possibly use this for your business. I know that Missy would love to talk to you and learn a little bit more about what you do and maybe ways that you could use Pinterest and pins and create some more organic traffic that comes to your content through this search engine. So search, reach out to her, all of her information is in the show notes. I make sure to make that pretty easy for you to connect with our guest. So I just really loved our conversation and you know, I have not yet fully discovered my social media groove. I don't fully have my rhythm fine-tuned yet. Um, so I am in the works of that still and like I said in the interview I will have ways where I'm like wow she is all over the place look at her connect and she's doing great and then I'll have a week where it's like where'd she go now most people are probably not honestly wondering that but hey it's true so that's kind of what's going on over here but I it was um, something that was really good to think about of how I could maybe, maybe put some energy towards my Pinterest board so hey everybody I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. And if you are interested in talking more about podcasting and podcast management, I am here for you. Be sure to share this episode with your network, friends, family. And if you're somebody who would like to be a guest on my show and provide services to other business owners, hey, let's talk. All right. Either way, stay tuned. And I will
1: talk to you next week on another Discovery Call.